0: It's been one of those things that I have battled with because I know the importance of investing consistently. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you know, almost a bit of FOMO creeps in because yeah. there's a lot of messaging around buying the dip, for example. And that's something I hear a lot is buy in the dip, which is actually is talking to, you know, if you're getting more bang for your buck now, invest more. But I don't have necessarily the disposable income to be doing that. Welcome to The One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo.
1: What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret.
0: Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday.
1: This bit of content listening to this is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently.
0: For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices then you're never going to be happy. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. In this episode we speak to Tammy Paper who is the Manager of Investor Capability at the Financial Markets Authority. This is New Zealand's Government Agency for Financial Regulation. The FMA is supporting this episode today to highlight World Investor Week for 2022. A theme for the week in 2022 is investor resilience. The reason this is relevant is because we have had some crazy, as you know, years recently and for beginner investors it can be really difficult to know what to do with your money in these times, especially with so many people saying different things. I wanted to bring in the FMA as a trusted source of information to myself and to break it all down so that you leave this episode feeling fully reassured with your investing strategy moving forward. I wanted to thank the FMA again for supporting this podcast and our continued learning as well. So let's get on with the episode. Tammy, how are you today?
1: Oh, hi, Sarah. I'm great. And thanks so much for having me back. How are
0: you? No worries. I'm so good. Thank you. I'm so stoked to have you back. Always enjoy every conversation with you because you make everything so easy to understand. And today, we, and you would have heard in the intro, we are talking about investor resilience. And so I guess the first thing I want to tackle is how are we going to define what it means to be a resilient investor?
1: Oh, thanks, Sarah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's actually a really good starting point is is who and what is a, a resilient investor. Well, I suppose on its most easiest Uh, Definition is a, a resilient investor, someone that is able to weather the ups and downs of investing and come out the other side better for it. When I think of a resilient investor, I think of someone sort of across three areas. So if you're a resilient investor, first of all, you have that behavior down peg that we know, things like having a plan, being diversified, all those things we'll talk about. The second is making sure you have knowledge that you know what's going on around you. And the third thing that a lot of people don't speak about, but I know you have a big interest in, is having the mindset, having your mindset mm-hmm. in, in in a good space to be able to be resilient. And I think if you have those three, that triangle of resilience in place, yeah, you'll, you'll do well rolling with the markets.
0: So being a resilient investor is even more relevant now uh, that some of us are experiencing a market downturn, or all of us will be, and it's the first mm-hmm. time that many of us have experienced This. It can be confusing and scary because there's so much different information out there and we don't know who to listen to or what to think. And the first thought is often that you're going to lose all of your money. And I want to address that fear, firstly, that we can have before we talk about the two groups of people that I know will be listening to this episode. So, how do we tend to act when we have this fear of loss? Okay, so we're going to talk
1: about the fear of loss. But first of all, I just want to give everybody who's listening out there who is going through the first time, um, just a little bit of context. I've gone through more than one market downturn. And um, on Thursday, I had to look at my KiwiSaver balance for something. And I'm not ashamed to say that I looked at it and I went, I had that moment of, huh. Ah. So, The fact that if this is your first time you're going through it and you're feeling that way is completely and utterly normal and natural. I've gone through it and even I look at my balance right now and even with all my experience, I get this cold shudder going up my back. So just that's normal. The reason we feel this way, the reason I feel this way when when I look at my KiwiSaver balance is even though my investment, my KiwiSaver has grown more than I've lost, you feel the loss far more than you feel the gain. And we're, de- we're designed that way as people, and we call that loss aversion. So that's why when you see your account has gone up maybe $200, you're like, yeah, okay, cool, that's fine. You almost anticipate it. But when it goes down $200, you go, oh. It's, mm. That's that whole thing around loss aversion.
0: Yeah, and when we do feel that loss aversion and we feel that fear and that shudder, uh, I know you've spoken about this before, but what's like the first thing we we tend to do in those situations? And then how should we react instead?
1: Well, I think a lot of us would have different, a lot of us possibly have different responses, but I think one that's very common is sort of this huh, panic moment. Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing to remember when you're looking at a loss, like if you're going now and you look at your shares account, your KiwiSave, and you see the balance has gone down, that only really has a meaning for you if you are withdrawing your funds because Mm. you have not actually lost the money the value of your investment has gone down, but you haven't lost the money. And that will only be important if you are cashing out your investment. If you're still investing for the long term, that's honestly not not something you need to you need to panic about. And that's that whole thing about, you know, having that mindset and having the knowledge to understand that this is what's happening um, Yes, yeah, So so that would be so that would be a big thing around just taking that taking that deep breath if you're someone that has you know got sort of more knowledge around you and more understanding or you're more comfortable or chilled you can look at your balance and you can say oh you know what yeah it is a bit down at the moment but I've got my eye on the horizon and um, you know I'm going to keep going that way I'm going to take that deep breath I'm going to pause not going to do anything rash.
0: Mm. Yeah and I think it's also important to highlight how market downturns normal and like COVID's not normal and, you know, all of these things going on in the world is not normal and it's the first time that's happening but market downturns happen because of these world events you know, often. Oh yeah, well I mean this is the amazing thing, I mean there's so many wonderful
1: graphs floating around these days um, of (laughs) the history of One of the common ones is the American stock market, where if you look in history, you'll see that there are periods of downturn and some of them are quite big periods of downturn. But if you look at the trend overall, historically, markets have gone on to rebound and to grow. So that speaks really to that importance, that whole thing of, you know keeping your mindset, keeping your eye on the horizon, knowing that, yeah, markets do go up and down. It's part of the investing cycle.
0: But if you've got that plan in place and you're heading north, um, you can ride that out. Referring back to the two groups I was mentioning a little bit earlier, and I I know, guys listening, that there's – you're either going to be someone who currently has an investing portfolio, or is a little bit hesitant to get into it. So, I want to look at someone who currently has an investing portfolio first, big or small. You might have a hundred dollars, or you might have a hundred thousand dollars. What should they be considering when wanting to make sure their investments are working for them and not against them during this kind of time?
1: So the first thing, and oh, it's so it sounds so dull because I keep on going back to it, but it's so truthful. Is To have that plan, having that plan and having access to that plan, if you have an investment and you know what you're investing for and you know the time frame and you're well diversified, if you have those things in place, you can look at that plan and you can see with your time frame, you know, are you invested correctly? So that's a very important thing. If you are somebody that is really in tune with social media and online, which which I think um, pretty much all your listeners would be, yeah. it's very important to not get tied up in the small detail of things. So when I mean that, it's that whole avoiding of doom scrolling. You see the markets are going down, or your investment has gone down, and all you do is you read and read and read, or you you engage in social media, just you know reinforcing that you know this messaging that things aren't going well. Um, it's important you know to take that step back. Okay, But I'm in this for the long term. So what's happening today, I must keep mind's eye that it's a long term, uh, long term journey investing.
0: And so when you refer to a plan, and again, we're still looking at someone who has an existing portfolio, what are some of the things that would be included within that plan?
1: Okay. Yeah. So so having an investing plan is, is as I say, going over the same thing. It's key to being a good um key to being a resilient investor. But like you say, so what does this plan have? We need to know what it is we're investing for. What is what is this money that we're putting aside going towards? Um are we perhaps investing for moving to Bali or hmm. buying a Birken handbag or, you know, a trip or retirement, if you're as old as I am. Um, First home, what is it that you are investing for? Because once you know the goal of investing, what you can do then is you can then have a look that will give you your time horizon. So let's say, for example, I'm looking at retirement, older than most people listening here, not ancient yet. My time horizon is still quite far away, which means common wisdom tells me that I can have more exposure to with share markets where we're seeing the volatility at the moment, I can have more exposure there because I have more time in the market. So basically what you say, what you can look at it is if you've got more than ten years in the market, common wisdom is you can then have a more growth portfolio. If you're needing your money sooner, so your investing goal is perhaps for something that you need in the next two to you know five, up to five years, you can then obviously need to look at more conservative assets. Now, the pros and cons of that is a conservative investment. You won't feel that huge up and down that we're seeing in the market at the moment, but you will also have lower growth. So less risk, but less growth. Okay, so that would be the first. So you would have your plan, would have what you're saving for. From that, you would um, determine your time horizon. Once you've had a look at your time horizon, then you'll know how much to contribute. And another thing that your plan has is, well, my plan, when I do feel unsure about things, I take off my plan and on my plan, I've actually got listed resources that I trust that I turn to when there is market volatility to get that information, to build that knowledge base that I was speaking about. And I turn to those because, like you said, it's just so much noise that I have my trusted sources. And, and I mean, these trusted sources for me – for information sources, go across websites of companies, they go across financial experts, I even follow some people on social media. So really getting that whole big picture um, helps
0: me sort of calm the farm when things are are, are feeling, feeling a little unsure. Yeah, awesome. So looking at some things, like time horizon is always going to be really important when it comes mm. to investing. Like what is the ultimate goal? Why are you investing? Because how much time you have in the share market is going to indicate what exposure to risk you can have. So I think that's a yep. really key one. And yeah, looking to resources you, you trust is so key as well. So someone who is brand new to investing, you know, there's a lot of noise around what to invest in. What should we be looking at as potential options as our first investment?
1: Well, first of all, welcome to investing. We're glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> You've made a wonderful first step. Okay, so um, what you can be looking to invest in. I Again, um, you would have to look at your own personal situation. And um, I must just caution that I'm not giving individual financial advice. This is really rules of thumb. And we always encourage people to obviously do their own research and, and speak to financial advisors if they need to. But if you're starting off and you're really, really unsure For me personally, when I started off, and I was really unsure, and I can't tell you that I'm not unsure anymore, um, is a managed investment scheme. So those are uh, funds that are made up of different asset classes. KiwiSaver is an example of those. Um, And they are managed by a fund manager. If you invest via a DIY platform, you can invest in managed investment schemes as well. In fact, I have, I'm invested in a few of them with the pineapple people. Um, there are other options that you can look at. Obviously, buying directly into shares is, a, is another option. But really, if, you, if you're really unsure, a good starting point would be a managed investment scheme, mashably. And also, don't invest don't invest an in amount of money that makes you worry. You're starting off twenty bucks. It's fine. Don't. This should not be a stressful undertaking for you. Uh, so yeah, mm. that that would be that that would be a that would be a big thing. And if you are feeling nervous, a very important thing to remember is is um, dollar cost averaging, drip feeding, because how that works is right now the market is low, so you are getting more bang for your buck if you are buying now, if you're getting into the investing market market now. But how that is, is when the market goes up and everything is in the green and you continue to buy, you're buying at a more expensive amount. And basically what this drip feeding does is if you contribute regularly over an extended period of time, is it actually irons up those ups and downs for you. Um, So yeah, that dollar cost averaging is also, also an important thing to remember when you are starting your journey. Small bids continuously. If you're feeling really hesitant about getting into investing, my first thing I ask a person is why, what is it about investing? Because that hesitancy is being drawn from somewhere. And if you're looking at the current market now and you're saying, yeah, but I'm looking, look at the market, it's just going down. Um, yeah, again, going back to that whole thing that markets do go up or down, but then also having a look at, you have, you can have an investment if you want to start that journey that's more conservative, um, that isn't going to be exposed to those up and down, up and down. If you are hesitant about investing, you know, when people think about investing, they think, oh man, I've got to put my life savings in there. Start off small. Put $20 and look at something like a managed investment scheme. Managed investment scheme is already pre diversified. We'll touch on that. But basically, what it means is it's got Shares, which are volatile, it's got bonds, which are more conservative, cash, which is more conservative, and property, which is sort of in the medium. Those are basically the asset makes up of a managed investment scheme, KiwiSaver's managed investment scheme. And that's already pre-diversified, so that risk is already being spread, so you're not necessarily going to feel those really big ups and downs, you know, as if you were only investing, say, in shares right now, where you you are going to feel it. So for somebody that's feeling nervous, why? Ask yourself why. If you want to dip your toes in, you know, you can now put aside $20 a month, $15 a month, $5 a month, and just start getting your toes and you don't have to go in deep end right away.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. When you're referring to, you know, don't invest more than like – don't invest what's going to worry you an amount that's yep. going to worry you. I think that's a really important thing because it's not necessarily about putting massive lump sums in every no. time. It's about investing little bits consistently over time, which is what we call dollar cost averaging or drip feeding.
1: Yeah. And Sarah, on that, I mean, there's something else I just wanted to touch on for, for people listening. And that's the whole thing about the current, mar- the current world we're living in. Uh, you touched on it earlier, you know, when we first had our conversations, when we first started chatting, I know for myself personally, I had a lot more money to invest. Now things are more expensive and mm. I have debt I have a mortgage and interest rates have gone up. And in my lived experience right now, I just don't have the money that I did. And that's okay. And that's another thing I want to say to people listening and, you know, you if you can't, if you can't afford to contribute to your investing right now, that is perfectly fine. That is what is happening right now, and I would encourage somebody to at least contribute their money to KiwiSaver that they can get their government rebate because we all like free money. But I just think it's really important to acknowledge that, and, and I, I know I live my, my own life. I can see, you know, I just don't have the amount of money that I did. So yeah, I'm contributing less, but I'm contributing a little bit. But yeah, that is that is. That is the reality of it.
0: Mm, yeah, no, definitely speaking to me right now. Can't say I have much disposable income while I'm yeah. here in Bali. That's for sure. <laughs> and it's it's been one of those things that I have battled with because I know the importance of investing consistently. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you know, almost a bit of FOMO creeps in because yeah. there's a lot of messaging around buying the dip, for example. And that's something I hear a lot is buy in the dip, which essentially is, is talking to. You know, if you're getting more bang for your buck now, invest more. But I don't have necessarily the disposable income to be doing that.
1: And that is perfectly, perfectly fine. Again, you know, that whole thing around FOMO, we, we, we see what other people are saying. And, you know, we, we feel that if we don't do it like every like what we're seeing, then, you know, um, we're going to lose out. And And truth be told, as much as we think everybody's doing it, if you had to really mm. look at it, it might not be so many people. It might just be the people on your feed. Honestly, honestly, don't try and time the market. It's you know, that's what that's another thing people do is they try and time the market. Don't. It's time in the market that matters. The whole thing right now is just to acknowledge, like you say, you don't have the disposable income that you you, you might have had. And that's perfectly fine. What that goes back to that investing plan that I told you about. A good plan is a flexible plan. My plan has changed. I mean, from when we first spoke until that was why I was getting my KiwiSaver balance because I I, I had to review how my money was working because I had to. And I had to see what impact that would have long-term potentially on me. So, yeah, I just think it's the reality of it all. Be pragmatic.
0: Another common thing I hear on the topic of KiwiSaver, since it is an investment as well, is that, you know, it's all going down. So I'm just not going to invest at all and I think depending on your investing knowledge there ends up being two sides to that but what do you think about that messaging of like okay well if it's going down we'll just we'll just stop I think you know I would say that that's the wrong thinking to have it's more about no this is the time where we want to keep going it doesn't matter if you don't have the disposable income to uh, not invest more in this time but it's about consistency over time
1: yeah it is about consistency over time and and I go back to that that Tip that I gave earlier, that the ne- the the amount that's sitting in there now, that negative amount, it's only important if you are looking to cash in your investment in the short term. Okay, so with KiwiSaver, that is either being you're buying your first home or it's at retirement. You know these th- this this is what you're entailed for. But if you're looking now and you're seeing KiwiSavers going down, it's to remember that it is your investment value that's going down. You haven't lost the money. Okay, it's the investment value that's going down. So Mm. the investment value historically goes up because that's what gives us that curve up and down, up and down when we look at market over time. So if you stop contributing now, you are going to lose out on the advantage of your fund manager being able to invest the money, getting that whole thing about getting more bang for your buck because things are cheaper. And if you only invest when the market is up, you're paying more the whole time. So, like you said, that dollar cost averaging, and I want us to really move away this thing of I've lost money. If you're Mm. in a managed investment scheme, for example, your investment value has gone down. The paper value has gone down. This is only important if you're looking at withdrawing your money in the short to medium term.
0: Yeah, exactly. Going back to what you said at the start of the episode, like you haven't lost money and it's not of concern unless you're actually looking to take out That money soon
1: yeah yeah but that's not to say and again that whole feeling like I spoke about my kiwi saver I'm not leading my kiwi saver for a while still but I thought I was like oh that's normal and I think it's to embrace that too
0: okay cool so to sum all of this up Tammy because I feel like this is a talent of yours to break things down into practical steps so for those of us who are just a bit confused or have no idea you know what's really happening what would, what would be some steps to help us make sure that we have a solid portfolio and are acting as a resilient investor if
1: you take away no other message but this <laughs> is that good investing is long term investing okay you're in this for the, you're in this for the long haul so when you have your plan or when you're putting your investing plan to place or if you've got your investing plan in place and you're reviewing it now the big thing is to make sure that your financial goal is still the same so are you still using this money you know in in when you were planning to use it when you first drew up your plan so that's a thing to review that to review that goal do you need that money in a different time frame than what you said you needed it that's that time horizon and if you've got your time horizons sorted then what you can do is you can have a look at the types of things you invest in and the general rule of thumb is that if you have more than ten years You get better returns in the stock market or more volatile assets if you've got less than uh, sort of, let's say, five to eight sort of more balanced funds. So that would be a mixture of various asset classes, more or less equal in proportion. And then obviously, the sooner you need the money, the more conservative. Now, the thing with conservative, which is like bonds and cash, is that the volatility, you don't see it as much, but you don't see the growth. So to have that plan. First of all, do your goal the same, Is your time horizon sorted. Do you have the right risk? Then that whole thing about putting money in consistently, uh, drip feeding, because that really is is a biggie. But it's also acknowledging right now that you can't. That's okay. That's really okay. But the nice thing with dollar cost averaging is you buy low and you buy high. So you know it sort of balances out over time. So that whole dollar cost averaging is is a very important thing. At this moment, with markets going up and down. It is important, really, really important not to panic. And that just goes back to that whole having that mindset that I spoke about, being a resilient investor, having that mindset. Resilience is about how we respond to a situation. So, you know, taking that deep breath, being very aware of things like loss aversion. Then the other thing, obviously, that we need to know and build that into our plan, I did, is where I go to get my knowledge during times like this, building up my knowledge, understanding what I'm invested in, that whole due diligence thing, understanding it that ties all to the risk, and then, you know, that whole thing around action, those three things in, uh, that we think about when you speak of resilience, that third one is action. Am I reviewing my plan? I'm sticking to my plan. So those are sort of the three big areas, making sure that you have your plans, your behavior, making sure that you have your knowledge, or you know where you're going to source your knowledge, and having that mindset of taking that deep breath, not panicking, understanding why you feel the way that you do, and and pausing.
0: Mm, thank you, Incredible. I think that it would be really helpful to write those things down on paper just so you have it in front of you and then take a minute, 30 seconds to a minute to actually just think about each of them as a starting point because then you you solidify what you're thinking in your head because I think you can think about these things like, oh, what's my investing plan? blah blah, very casual approach to it. But then it doesn't get implemented and then you get stressed out and you forget, what it is you were supposed to be doing in the first place or what the plan was supposed to be so writing it down and just thinking about it I think is a good way to keep that memory in your mind and there's a concept in self-development that talks about one percent better every day and it's the exact same with the share market I feel is just one percent every day in terms of keeping a, a theme of consistency with how you're investing as opposed to adding 50% this day or 100% the next or 0% the other day. It's all about just little incremental gains over time will get you the result you're wanting in the long term. So amazing thank you so much Tammy for jumping on to this episode I always appreciate having you on your time your knowledge the way you break everything down it means a lot to all of us so thank you so much
1: oh thank you and thank you so much Sarah thank you to your listeners
0: thank you so much for listening to this episode of the one up project if you want to find more stuff just like this check out other apps or follow us at the one up project on instagram or tiktok see you there